You know, we're going to have, I wish this was 300 milligrams of caffeine. I could have a milligram for every episode that we've done. That might kill you. That might kill you. It's not a bird, it's not a plane, it's Superhero Slate. It's a modern podcast where we talk about everything that's great. Like movies, TV, superheroes. It's Superhero Slate. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhero Slate, the show where we run down the latest superhero entertainment news. We love TV, movies, and superheroes. Let's talk it all out. My name is Chris Dillard. And my name is Mike Royer. And welcome to our 300th episode. Oh, 300. You know, is that that the Vazuza air horn? Is that still topical? Is that just like a, is that just a trend that died the last time there was a... Uh, what was it? What's what's it happens when all the soccer teams come together? World Cup, World Cup, right? World Cup. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The last TV I had was like a World Cup sponsored TV. So every time you <laughs> turned it on, you had the air horns. No. Um, this week on this episode, we're going to be opening up Wonder Woman eighty four for Christmas. Oh, is you, she in like a, a really nice and shiny box that yes. makes you tell the truth if you get the ribbon wrapped around your wrist? Exactly, that's what it is. Uh, you can uh, unwrap her underneath your Christmas tree, Mike, if you want. Oh, to. Chris, no, this isn't this isn't superhero like <laughs> oh, after oh, dark. Yeah, this is, sorry, this sorry, is just the three hundredth yep. episode. No, never mind. You can watch it with your family on Christmas. How about that? Yeah. Uh, Marvel is filming almost every one of their TV series right now. Um, mm-hmm. We'll talk about more about that. that check in later uh the cw is sadly losing black lightning oh okay and more. <laughs> that's interesting to hear because i feel like i just saw news the other day about a character getting a spinoff yes so i'm curious to see what happens when we get down to that section but man the 300th episode i'm buzzing on caffeine right now yes. uh, chris and i have been playing the new miles morales spider-man game so as soon as i woke up today um my wife my wife was busy doing things today so i was like oh i'm hopping right on the console and i'm playing Uh spider-man because i was like oh if i'm just quick enough maybe i'll be able to beat it and we can talk about it on this week's episode but i came up just short before we started recording so we're gonna review the game next week but i got entrenched in the game and i didn't eat lunch and then i started drinking this uh this rock star 240 milligrams of caffeine energy drink so it's like I'm celebrating the 300th episode with lots of caffeine, like no food in me at all. So I'm like buzzing. So I'm going to be all over the place for this episode. So this might be the yeah. perfect energy that you need to celebrate well, 300 episodes or I'm just going to be unable to focus and I will have no the, hot takes. There'll be buzzy takes that the, don't make any sense. The problem with with Mike is he's a completionist and he won't go <laughs> into that final mission without doing everything. Yeah, uh, it's like it, it gives me the prompt that says X to continue and like circle to back out and I love when I hit circle Spider-Man literally does a 180 and like zips away from the mission like nope, gotta get the hell out of there. I can't cross this threshold. Exactly. It's a, it's a, it's an electric line. Let's, let's get away. Uh, so yeah, I beat it to last night, um, and I'm on my new game plus. Uh, so next week we'll t- we'll talk about it. We might we might do that separately, Mike, just in case people are getting it for the holidays and haven't had a chance to play through. Yeah, I guess that's true. <laughs> I also people might be waiting to play it on the PS5, and I thought it was really funny last night when I was kind of moder- um, uh, monitoring Twitter. Apparently, there was a PS5 like flash sale, like they were available, and yeah. you'll never the guess the store that had them. It was Kohl's. Like if you went on Kohl's's website, you could get a PS5 there for a brief amount of time. Nobody was expecting it, and then my favorite p- part about it. Was 
was since it was such a large purchase, usually a purchase that doesn't, uh, you don't usually make $500 purchases at Kohl's, right? Uh, unless you're, you're wrong, like a, but go on. <laughs> I mean, unless you're like a mom with five kids and it's a back to school time and you just bought like all the denim in the store. But all these people were just like, I got $130 in Kohl's cash now. Like, what do I buy at Kohl's? Like some people are like, what's Kohl's? I've never been there before, but I got my PlayStation there. So... I just think that's hilarious because I I feel like I remember back in the day, like you could sometimes be walking around like a random department store and there would be like a a console of that time, like a next gen console, just like, oh, there's a PS4 here, you know, at Ross Dress for Less. Why is it here? I'm buying it. Okay, let's go. Yeah, well, we live in a world where you can do like online inventory checkers now, right? Like that's what a lot of Mm -hmm. people are doing. Kohl's is not one of those you go to check their inventory (laughs) for. Um, And I've been in, so the only other non-food store closest to me is a Big Lots or a Kohl's where I currently Mm -hmm. live. Um, If you go into the Kohl's electronics section, it's probably as wide as my desk here and just as long. (laughs) Um, It's very, very small, but they have uh, the same vinyl records over and over there if you're ever looking for cheap vinyl records. Do you want Pink's, (laughs) or not Pink, do you want Prince's Purple Rain? Uh, they have they have it there. You can find it. So um, Kohl's definitely a weird choice. My mom loves to shop at Kohl's. I don't know why, but but she loves. It. I bought some blankets <laughs> the, there a couple months ago, but that's it. Yeah, the three hundredth episode of Superhero Slay, uh, sponsored by Kohl's. Head yeah. over to Kohl's to get a hundred dollars oh. in Kohl's cash with every five hundred dollar purchase. We can't make that <laughs> promise. Don't make those promises, Mike. I don't want people to tell us. But uh, the other thing is, I'm I'm going to tell you, I'm drinking one of my energy drinks here. I didn't drink it this morning that I normally do. It's got two hundred milligrams oh of caffeine in a 12 ounce can so oh, we're getting we're getting cranked over we are, here we, guys. yeah we're, we're, we're rocking rocking and rolling i can't even talk that's how bad it is <laughs> um so yeah so uh, we're gonna do that um mike i, I just want to double check with you someone said your volume last week was a little low uh oh, what, okay. what 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 lights are you seeing on your blue yeti x how many, oh. how many yellows uh, how i'm many seeing greens? uh i'm seeing uh, one two three four i'm seeing okay. five five yellows um, no, I'm, oh here okay. we go. Okay, let's see this, here. I think this is your uh, volume. I'm cranking up. No, oh well, maybe. Damn. Is it the blue? Is it the blue button with the microphone underneath? Uh, it? I'm checking. I'm checking. You, you I'm guys checking. gotta listen to us test us live because I want to make I'm sure ch- our volume's good to go. Okay, I'm on the blue okay. lights now, right? One, one blue two, light. Yeah. One, two, three, uh, four, five. Okay, I think I'm uh, on four. Should I do four or five well, blue lights? Well, well, when you talk. Um, yeah. What's your yellow lights go? I go up to okay. two yellow lights. I, I can uh, I can get up to three. Sometimes a, a red. Let me crank it down one here. Okay. All right. Wow. All right. Okay. This episode is already off the rail. Okay. I think this is good. I love I, it. I'm seeing two. Sometimes clip into three. Okay. We're good. Oh, that's perfect. I see. I see one and two. So I think I think we're good there. So let's go ahead. I'm going to jump into something I watched this week, Mike. That you can't talk about on our corn stream because you didn't watch it. Uh, and everyone should watch it because it's on Disney Plus, right? Who doesn't have Disney Plus at this point in their <laughs> life? If you're not watching Mandalorian every week, what is wrong with you? Uh, no, I'm kidding. You can watch whatever you want. But the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special, a 47-minute ride through almost every fun Star Wars moment for all of eternity popped up. And while it does not have the original voice actors for Ray, Finn, and Poe, it does have a lot of original voice actors in terms like Billy D. Williams and uh, Anthony Daniels for C-3PO. And it even veers into, dare I say, almost robot chicken territory in their portrayal <laughs> of the uh, Emperor Palpatine at the end of Return of the Jedi. Um, and 
I, this this the show. I'm, I'm not going to spoil it because I mean I don't think there's any spoilers, but the, it deals with Life Day, right? Um, mm-hmm. Which is the the what the original holiday special dealt with. But um, Ray is uh, sent through all of these big moments through time, and you're going to get multiple versions of characters and everything. And I will tell you, even Baby Yoda makes a full <laughs> this. They go through the Mandalorian, and it's so fun with the 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 hijinks these Lego things can do, right? Because it's Lego; it's not real; it's not real canon, but it's fun to, to do this because they can and to see what, like, there's actually, I mean, you'll see this on your new TV, Mike, because you have a 4K television this week to watch mm-hmm. on. Um, the detail they put on, like, Legos to make them look texturized. Uh, oh, yeah. I guess we'll be finally able to say that. I, I haven't been able to watch it just yet because in the household, we try our best to save the real premium holiday uh, viewing material for after Thanksgiving. Or, you know, if we want to make it a little bit earlier, we'll do it after Thanksgiving dinner. You know, we'll still do it technically on the day. But the closest analog to me as a person is probably my uh, brother, which makes a lot of mm-hmm. sense. We were raised in the same household by the same parents. We watched the same stuff growing up. And he went out of his way to text me to let me know know that he really enjoyed it and he's a pretty facetious person but he told me that he thought it was better than episode nine which is not going to be hard for me to agree with but you know i'm not really sure if he was being serious or not but he seemed to really enjoy it so i'm 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 looking i'm looking to get down with the lego star wars holiday special soon yeah i i think you should i think you you know hopefully maybe next week we can talk about it because like i said it's a brisk 47 minutes right it just it jumps in and it goes because it's got to touch all these other movies throughout the whole thing um, but it's definitely funny. I laughed out loud a few times, um, and, and you're going to really enjoy some of the characters through here. So, um, it's even kind of, I mean, I don't think this ruins it. Um, it's, you remember the old, um, Rudolph live action or animated, uh, mm-hmm. movie, the kind of stop motion stuff. Yep. And it started with mm-hmm. Frosty, this, or, or I guess a snowman and a top hat and like a, mm-hmm. a vest. It does that, but with Lego Yoda in this one. and <laughs> oh, i'm God. like i'm like this is beautiful like this is exactly what i needed um you're gonna notice uh, since you're watching the clone wars a lot of the other voice actors in this are clone wars actors oh great uh, so you're gonna be like oh i recognize that that voice that's not who that is but i recognize that voice um so that's really fun uh with that have you made any more progress on your um clone wars i'm slowly working my way through uh, okay. uh i'm still in season six so I, hopefully, hopefully before the end of the year. Well, really, the goal is to finish the Clone Wars before we see Ahsoka pop up in Mandalorian. Like it's not it's not like a, a requirement because Ahsoka obviously continues on into Rebels. And I believe she's in some other stuff possibly that I'm not thinking of. Uh, mm-hmm. So it's not like this is going to completely tie up her character. But I would kind of like to see her arc finish before well, I see her live action. Well, we'll talk about that exact point later in the episode. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's it. So I would highly recommend the Lego Star Wars Holiday Special. On the other side of this coin, Mike, I tracked down a copy of Nicolas Cage's Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> From somebody who just said, if you're not watching The Mandalorian, you're crazy. What are you even doing? And you're over uh, here spending your time watching Jiu-Jitsu. <laughs> I did. Let me tell you, if any movie could encapsulate 2020... It is this film. <laughs> so is- I think to refresh the audience, this is that crazy movie where an alien comes to Earth and Nicolas Cage does Kung Fu on the alien. Well, well so that's what they <laughs> like you to think. Um, I, I looked into this because uh, I was like, where is this movie at? Where can Maybe I can stream it somewhere, right? It just came mm-hmm. out, I believe, in Vietnam on Friday. Oh, wow. Uh, <laughs> uh, it, it's nowhere to be found. Nicolas Cage only did five days of filming on this whole movie. Oh man, uh, he's so, a he's a businessman. He gets return on his time. 
Uh, I, me and my wife usually don't make fun of movies a lot, but this is a horrible, horrible, no good, very bad film, Mike. And it's <laughs> to the point where I was laughing at it. Like, that's how bad it is. Um, because it's essentially the Predator meets Mortal Kombat is what it feels oh, man. like throughout this whole <laughs> thing. And there are, uh, there's, the the effects are horrible. They, um, I believe they use cut scenes or like framing devices for the beginning and end of this movie. And the, the, the transitions are comic book panels, like, <laughs> like literal watercolors and comic book. There's no inclination that this is a comic book film, right? I think they just wanted to do that. But my other thing is I think they filmed this movie 2020 shut down the industry. So like, how do we not do reshoots? Oh, I see. We use these animated comic book panels to move between scenes. But even then, the, the, it does first person jujitsu at, at, at a certain second. Like, like you <laughs> so you're just you're just seeing like fists come out of the camera. <laughs> yeah, you, like one of them. Like yeah, that's exactly it. you see fists and, and legs. Oh, so you're wow. like the main character for a little bit, and then like you get thrown up against the wall, and then the camera stays there, and then he comes out and fights someone in front of you. And then he comes back, and next thing you know, you're back into that person's body. It is wild. The 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 decisions in this movie are mind blowing. The, <laughs> the effects are terrible. There are some very long shots. I don't feel like anyone was doing real jujitsu the whole time. And it's got Tony Jaw in it, like you know, from the Raid and the Raid Two, like you know, known for this. They didn't uh, pay him enough to unlock his jujitsu knowledge. He's no. like, no, 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 you're just gonna get some basic karate out of me. You gotta, you gotta reach a certain threshold before uh-huh. I bust out the Jew. Yeah, and I don't know who's gonna watch this, but like, there's also these certain like they look like um they're not cloaks, but they look like kind of like vests with hoods. And if you wear them, <laughs> this alien cannot see you. You are invisible oh. to this person. <laughs> Everything else about you is open except this cloak you're wearing now. Like it's just a cloth cloak. It makes no sense. It's absolutely. <laughs> laughable if you need a good laugh at a Nicolas Cage movie and the, his other one had a trailer come out I didn't put it in here the um <laughs> the Five Nights at Freddy's ripoff oh uh, okay but but I mean what well, we can talk about it later but if you need a good laugh I'd recommend checking into jujitsu and just you can be on your phone while you're doing but you're gonna laugh at how bad this movie is well, I like I like how since you brought up Predator talking about this does foreshadow another topic in the show so man we're just seeding we're just seeding all oh, of the yeah. news this week you gotta stick around you gotta yeah. stay tuned and I was gonna watch the movie Fat Man this week um, <laughs> the Mel Gibson and Santa Claus being um, hunted by a killer but I'm gonna save that for after Thanksgiving because that's a holiday movie. Yeah, um, I mean, I I normally don't condone piracy in any way, but it, I like I can't. I'm I'm not gonna uncancel Mel Gibson in my head. He's still a really bad person, but yeah. it seems like I might be able to watch this movie for free without giving him any money. But I suppose he was already paid. But I don't know. He could be one of those types of guys that kind of gets the back end on movies because you know they don't want to. Maybe they don't mm-hmm. want to risk him. I well, don't know. <laughs> it's got it's got a Wal- Walton Goggins in it, man. I gotta support uh, him. That's oh the Goggins. I mean, I know we're about to transition into the Corrin stream here, but we he's in a oh we're in, in the Corrin stream. Don't worry. <laughs> He's in a he's in a show called the the Unicorn um, mm-hmm. that just started season two. I I believe it's NBC or no I think it's no I think it's CBS actually. But the first season is on Netflix. So uh, if you're looking for something family friendly friendly and I love the Goggins, uh, you can check out the Unicorn on Netflix right now. Yeah, yeah. And then the last thing I want to talk about Jujitsu is, is something you brought up. It's got uh, the Crab Man from. Uh, my name, <laughs> from is, my Earl, name is Earl, <laughs> and he plays. It doesn't give us way the translator for um, the the Myanmar Burma region that they're uh-huh. in, but he doesn't know any of the language. <laughs> um, 
And then uh, he he he's like, God damn it, this movie. Uh, you can't even you can't even get a straight face through the rest of this. Oh my! It, I was laughing. Like, this is so bad. Like normally I, I, I'm like I don't watch horribly. Bad. I would even recommend this to my bad films class because I don't think it's that kind of bad film but if you guys get a chance to not pay money to watch jujitsu or you're looking for something like you're like uh you know you know was bloodshot the the the, the worst movie this year or was new immune source movie this year? no no jujitsu <laughs> by far takes his cake and, and you, should, you should give it a chance if you're looking for something horribly fun to watch um this is something i i, I wish i thought if, if i'd been feeling been drinking and watching this so oh that'd be a good combo with friends yeah so um yeah that's that's my that's what i can think of on my corn stream this week um yeah between spider-man the lego star wars and jujitsu it's been uh it's been quite an experience mike so um you you're gonna dive in a couple things here i i i know the first two, but the third one is striking my curiosity here. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought this. I'd bring it up. I thought you might like this. Uh, so it's it's an awkward moment in our household right now for the wife and I because we're between two holidays, right? You know, once October wrapped up, you know, we stopped watching the spooky stuff, the scary stuff, the family Halloween stuff, the Halloween towns, the hooby Halloweens, if you will. And, you know, there's not a whole lot of Halloween, I mean, Thanksgiving content to watch, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you got planes, trains, and automobiles, which yes. unfortunately is not streaming anywhere. I already yes, looked it, it up. Uh, <laughs> cough, cough, wink, wink, nudge, nudge yeah, yeah, from yeah, Chris yeah, over yeah. here. That's, that's a staple in my household. Uh, and, and one I forgot about, Garfield has a Thanksgiving thing. I don't know if it's feature length or if it's like uh, 40 minutes, but I do remember animated Garfield has like a Thanksgiving thing that I haven't watched in a while where I think they go over to John Arbuckle's mom's house. I, I haven't seen it since a kid, but mm. beyond those two things, there's not a whole well, lot to watch. Well, can yeah. I also point out, Knives yeah. Out is set during Thanksgiving, I believe. Oh, is it? I believe so. Uh, someone, I, I, I pulled up a list I saw the other day of Thanksgiving movies, and I believe it was on hey. that list. Hey, that's a good movie, so yeah. that's a good poll. Uh, but uh, my wife and I are purists. You know, we do our best to save all the premium Christmas stuff, like I said, till after Thanksgiving. So we've been watching some, like, Christmas trash, you know, like some Hallmark, cheap, low-budget Netflix stuff. But, you know, it, we got to find things to fill the time. So luckily, the new, brand-new, rebooted Animaniacs just hit Hulu. And I believe all the episodes dropped at once. It's not just one episode, which was a pleasant surprise. So we watched the first episode, and... Oh, it was magnificent. I loved it. You know, they they retooled the theme song a little bit. They still have baloney in their slacks, which was my biggest concern because they were changing some things there. I was like, oh my God, where's the baloney? Where's the baloney part? So bam, they still have baloney in their sacks, uh, slacks if you're watching the intro. Um, they incorporate two fun Animaniacs songs. I would say those are the big, those are like the really, really big memorable, memorable parts of the original Animaniacs is when Mm -hmm. Wacko would do his song. So those are still pretty strong in here. We get, uh, Pinky and the Brain returning in the first episode. So I don't know what other side acts they're going to bring back in some of the other episodes, but we do have Pinky and the Brain. And I would say the writers were really, really smart. You know, I was worried when they would start doing stories about like memes and updated, you know, know uh modern times it wouldn't resonate because there's almost this weird moment where when you're a kid watching animaniacs they do all these references to things that you don't understand but you're like oh they're making adult jokes so this show is like edgy and i'm a kid so this is extra funny even though i don't understand it so 
I understood every reference in the new modern Animaniacs, and I still enjoyed it. And they even make they even make fun at the fact that the their main demographic for this show are a bunch of old dads, so they got to make sure that they have good old dad jokes in here. So even though I'm not a dad yet, I'm at the appropriate age for the reference that they're making. So it was just fun. It was a good time. Uh, they they get very meta with it. So if you are an OG Animaniacs fan, there's no reason you shouldn't check this out. They they're doing a great job rebooting it. So I'm looking forward to go back and watching the other episodes. And I was surprised to see that they didn't skimp out. I was gonna scroll through and I was expecting to see eight episodes. I think they're up to thirteen. So yeah. I was like, good for them. They it, really put a good episode order in. Yeah, they did. Well, the second one's already in production. I think they they put in um, two right out the gate. Two two sets of thirteen. Uh, so. Uh, you shouldn't have a long wait for the next one, sounds like. Yeah, so that's great. Um, number two, this is an interesting thing that we got to do during the pandemic out here in Los Angeles, is we got to go to the Stranger Things, the drive into experience. Mm-hmm. And this whole thing, there's so much that there's so much to break down here. So uh, I, I checked and I don't believe this is in any other city at the moment. So what this is, is what I believe happened was a live events company. I forgot the name of it. I think it's like Fever or something like that. It seems like they probably approached Netflix and said, hey, we're in a pandemic. We want to do a live event. Can we team up with you and basically use your Stranger Things IP? And I think Netflix was just like, well, yeah, hell yeah. No one else is doing anything right now out in the pandemic. So they created this live event where you drive in and you stay in your car the whole time. So I had no idea what this thing was going to be. We were invited through some friends and we were, um, you know, wearing masks in our car the whole time. And also these are friends that live across the street from us. We, we know pretty much their, their daily schedule, just like they know ours. And we knew we were safe. And actually I just got a COVID test, uh, back, uh, mm-hmm. this morning and I'm COVID free. So there, uh, we were being very responsible. I just want to put that out there. I'm not just going to get into a car with a bunch of strangers <laughs> during a pandemic. Pandemic. So I had no idea what this thing was going to be, but we showed up and uh, we roll in with our car and we see all of these like signs that say, oh, tune your radio to this airwaves so they can pump the audio experience into your car. So right there, that was cool and very, very smart. And we pull in and everything was themed like a Hawkins high school reunion, right? So we pull up and there's this little stage in the front and this guy who's supposed to be like the... Um, like the Hawkins, he's like a Hawkins faculty person. He's trying to like pep everybody up. You know, he's doing like jazzercise up there. He's like pointing the cars and it's like, oh, it looks like a, a Stacy is back. She's from the class of 83. Stacy was great. So he was doing some improv up there and he was uh, doing some sound and response of just like, oh, if you're, you know, if you're from the class of, you know, 92, honk your horn, flash your lights. So I was like, okay, this is pretty interesting. And then you look out from your car and you see like the Stranger Things kids. They're like walking around, they're riding their bikes and it looks like they're up to no good. And it was smart because even they're wearing masks because the idea is that Hawkins has experienced like a gas leak and uh, like a, a toxic gas leak. So even the the people in Hawkins need to wear masks. And it's perfect for when you're trying to uh, cast doubles for these characters that you've seen from the TV show. So it's just like, man, if you're looking for somebody that wants to look like will just give him that really awful haircut and it doesn't matter if his face looks like will because you're putting a mask on him and it's just going to look like him no matter what so you're kind of in your car and you're doing this whole like uh high school reunion thing and then the kids are running around and they're on bikes and um 
if you remember the character of Max, the kind of the 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 edgy girl with the skateboard, right? Yeah. Like she would walk around and look in your car, and then she would just like flip you off. So I was like, they were really in character. It was really fun. And then I was kind of expecting like, okay, this is cool. Uh, what's going to happen here? Are they going to develop some sort of narrative and story? And they kind of were. Every once in a while, the kids would get on like walkie talkies, and you could kind of hear it come through the car. And then like Eleven and Max would go up to the stage and do like a dance, but then like Eleven would freak out and then the lights around the parking lot would go off and I was like okay the narrative's starting to move here and then all of a sudden the the director like there's somebody with flashlights you know trying to move our car out of the parking lot and I was like okay was that it is that is the experience over we didn't really get kind of like a wrap up what's going on here but then we go around through some cones and then we start to go into this parking garage and then things start to unfold even more we go to a second staging area what another staging (laughs) (laughs) yeah where we see all of these like Russians are trying to do experiments and then somebody comes dressed out as like a demigorgon and you know it's just really really cool they put a lot of effort into this and i would have to say for the amount of time that they had to get this out and operational i mean come on if they started planning this at the very beginning of the pandemic i mean they what maybe had five six months to really get things going and planned um and I don't want to spoil anything. I know it's not really out there everywhere, so I don't want to spoil too much more. If you're listening in LA, I think maybe there's still dates where you can still go to it because it was a big setup. It seems like a lot of work for it to only be one weekend, so I wouldn't be surprised if there's more dates where you can go uh, check it out. So there's a couple different staging areas. They do some pretty cool light and sound and visual work, and by the end of it, it's it's almost like this weird meta, like Stranger Things play where you're seeing things play out from different seasons um so overall i would say it's a very engaging experience and it's very clever but you do kind of start to see the limitations of how much you can do when you're stuck in your car. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like, I'm glad that the pandemic won't be around forever and we're starting to get news of vaccines because if they put the exact same amount of money into an experience where you're out of your car on on foot, it would just be a game changer. It'd be so much more fun. But since you're restricted to your car, it's just kind of like, oh, this is cool. Well, this is fun. I'm in a pandemic. What else am I going to be able to do right now anyway, you know? So th- this whole thing, I mean, it sounds interesting to me, but I'm also like, you know, that would have been a really, really cool haunted house, like for us yes. to go to. Mm-hmm. Uh, something something really kind of kind of crazy like that. But like, I, I agree sitting in my car. It's like, you know, it's fine. But like, you know, is it like a Christmas light show? Like where you drive through the 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 christmas light setups they do that here in an underground cave like, yeah it's it's not it's not a total drive through experience you drive to the next location and then somebody like signals you to stop park here and then you watch the events fold and you go to the next area you stop and park the next events unfold so they do a lot of really clever stuff uh, to kind of stage you and set you and point your car where it needs to go, so I would have to I would have to give the the um, the project manager a round of applause for just the sheer logistics. But yeah, it is a little unfortunate of what you can and can't do in a car. But you know, if you got your tickets booked, you know, uh, look forward to it. Don't waste your money on the food. They like sell you food in the first staging area, and and it's not worth it. But it's a real like movie theater going experience. You get price gouged for food that really isn't uh, isn't that great to begin with. But uh, yeah, it was a weird, crazy experience. Uh, I'm looking forward to the world getting back to normal. So the next time I do some sort of uh, branded, you know, cross media experience, maybe I can be on my feet. But Stranger Things, uh, the drive into experience. Uh, 
Very, very 2020. Really mm. interesting. <laughs> okay. All right. So the next thing on my list, I've seen hundreds of episodes. So I'm <laughs> curious as to why Doctor Who is on your list all of a sudden. Well, Chris, to your hundreds of episodes you've seen, I have now officially seen one episode okay. <laughs> of Doctor Who. Uh, like like I said at the top of the corn stream, wife and I are looking for something to watch. Uh, we don't know what we want to dive into what we want to sink our teeth into, but we were just like, you know what? Hey, let's watch Doctor Who. Let's give it a shot. Uh, uh, Andy, my wife, had a friend say, oh, if you want to start watching it, just start watching it at the David Tennant season. You know, don't worry about the older episodes. You know, don't get too crazy. Just find where David Tennant starts being the Doctor and just start to watch there. So... I don't know if technically maybe he pops up in like a Christmas special or whatever first because I know no. Doctor Who likes to do that. So we watched, I guess it's season two, episode one, where Dave and Tennant comes in and it was, okay. I mean, I knew it was going to be campy, but like, wow, this show is like, this. it's 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 entertaining. So that's, that's the most important part. It's entertaining and wow, is it campy. So I started watching it with the um, Christopher Eccleston who was... The essentially season one to where you're starting, which is the mm -hmm. um, he's the ninth doctor, if you will. Um, like 40 years later, after they've whole started, like, like season two, I'm like, yeah, that's the only way if you count like the reboot that started in like 05 or whatever. So mm. I, I really like Eccleston, but it ties so much into David Tennant because of his companion, uh, Rose Tyler. Is it Rose Tyler? Like, yeah, I think that was her name. Yeah, uh, she's such an integral part of that. I'm really surprised I didn't have you start there just to watch that first season. But you're right. The graphics aren't good. The production <laughs> value is kind of low. It's campy as shit for sci-fi. But he's so charming. They're so charming in those roles. Like, they, they sell it, you know. And um, is that the, the one? Does he... Does he lose his hand at the end of that one, I believe? Oh, no. Spoilers. I guess no, it's no, not no. that big it's of a not, deal. It's not spoilers. It's, it's definitely not spoilers. I, I'm no, this, uh, the, the one this is, the, he, he this is the episode where they go to New New York, uh, which was funny because I think I know where maybe Futurama finally got that reference from. Uh, but And then there's like this there's a species of like cat doctors cat, yeah. that are experimenting on humans to like cure humans that navigated to this planet like a long time ago. But I just love how they do not hold back at all i just imagine the writers rooms is just like no go as crazy sci-fi as you want don't worry about the budget we'll figure it out when we get when we get to shooting you know we'll have the props department build whatever they can it doesn't matter if we have to use bad cgi or if we're like the elevators at their end just look like dressing rooms i mm. feel like i can see where they remove the mirrors off the walls but i just love it it just feels very scrappy you know and it's just so it's just so hilarious but also like they're doing some really cool sci-fi stuff and i love how they well, don't hold back and I, I feel like i got everything i got I got it all in just one episode of Doctor Who. I'm not saying I'm not going to watch more like I got my fill, but yeah. I totally understand everything that Doctor Who is now just after watching like one episode. And, and what's crazy is a lot of that stuff that they wrote, it's not that they're creating new stuff. A lot of it has been in Doctor Who for years before and like the new well, ones will pull little bitty tidbits out of it. To, yeah. to create the new stuff, it was just it was just wild. Like you, if if I would have recorded myself reacting to this. It would have been crazy because not only do you start right off, you know, with this Rose character, if that's her name's right, that you said, yeah. you know, from the previous season, I have no context of who she is. So she just goes right into like just being like, oh, here's a new doctor with like a new face. Like, I guess she's like romantically interested with him. 
at some point but like at the very beginning of the episode she says bye to like her friends or family and she was like kissing them bye and one of the kisses was kind of like very intimate so we we're just like wait does she like this like this person and also like the doctor but more through the episode my wife and i was like no i think they were just friends i don't know if we'll ever see them again i don't know if it really matters um was it making and and the, I don't I don't remember anybody's oh. name. <laughs> and then like the doctor, you know, I knew the sonic screwdriver was like this big, uh, this big like a MacGuffin type thing that can do anything. So that was funny to see it pop out. It could open doors. It can do whatever it wants it to do. He like he straps Ivy bags to him and he like goes down an elevator shaft and he's like just ripping them open and squeezing them into like stuff. And there was like this big head in a jar that yeah, was yeah. just like, oh, I'll see you later, you know, foreshadowing another episode. I'm like, this is wild. So yeah. uh, I, I like to I feel like I'm fine finally indoctrinated into kind of doctor who a little bit i i'm sure there's other milestones i gotta hit you know i've seen i've seen like a list over and over again of like these quintessential episodes you have to watch and i know i haven't seen those um there's christmas specials that i haven't watched well, that, and i've only the, experienced one doctor so far that's the crazy part because like so i i now know you're watching the first of his season not his actual regeneration episode where he turns in from the other version to this version and that's oh. what i thought you said when you were watching it because i'm like oh okay because that's technically his first appearance is you know oh. when he was yeah into yeah it. I, yeah it's not his first appearance i guess it's just the season but, two episode but one. but his first appearance is the christmas episode right before this like that oh i had a feeling because when i looked it up on imdb it said like season two episode zero was like a christmas special yeah. and i was like oh i bet maybe that's when david Tennant shows yeah, up. yeah so that's when he shows up for the first time from the other one if, if you get a chance and you can go watch the previous season um season one i think you might feel a little more flow with it but i understand like if, if it's too much to get into it i, I totally get it um, oh man at the end of the episode they give you like the next time on preview and in my next episode they there's just like a freaking werewolf and they're mm-hmm. in kind of like uh ain't not like victorian, Victor- victorian or possibly yeah. and yeah. it's just like oh that's gonna be crazy he's gonna go from futuristic to in the past so yeah it's so it's so weird i like i'm I don't feel bad that I've waited this long, but I'm glad it's here now. It's on HBO Max if anybody wants to stream it. I think for a long time it was on Netflix. So HBO Max is where you got to go if you want to watch Doctor Who now. It was Netflix and I think Amazon for a while. Because they're all owned by BBC, right? It's Mm -hmm. not an American company. But I've seen everything but the newest season, I believe. Uh, The 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 girl who took over as the newest doctor. I didn't watch that one, mm. but I mean, um, it, it's, it's, it's campy side, but you can also tell British TV production way different than American TV production. Um, Oh yeah. <laughs> like everything is very solidly lit across the whole board. You're like, mm-hmm. everything is very visible right now. Um, and you can tell it's got that. Um, I think it's, what is it? They do a different frame, right? It's like one extra frame per second over there. Um, based on the refresh rate so um yeah i'm, I'm excited to, to hear you hopefully go into this more and we can we can talk about it yeah I'm, i got i gotta imagine there's a ve- there's a big crossover in the venn diagram between star trek fans and doctor who fans because it it seems like very similar dna right it's like you start the episode you know reuse sets if you need to put a new layer of paint on it to make it look like a different world or a different planet so i i like all these vibes and just like Chris, if you could have seen my face when they showed me a talking piece of back skin, it was like a stretched yep. out piece of flesh with a lady's face on it. And not only was the lady's face like talking to me, but she was a character from a previous episode that they were alluding to. And I was like, this is wild. I'm on board. So yeah. I'm glad everybody could get this reaction out of me for our three hundredth episode. Yeah. And the face of Bo was also in the previous season. I think that might be his last 
appearance. Oh, the for a face while. of Bo. Talk about a name too. Like, what are we going to name this weird head? The face of Bo. Mm. All right, that's pretty well, cool. <laughs> you find out where that comes from later, even. So, um, y- y- there's a lot of fun, a lot of fun stuff that tie this all together. Uh, the um, I believe it is, and and I'm gonna have to correct me if I'm wrong here, but the writers um who went and did the Sherlock with Benedict Cumberbatch wrote a lot of these episodes. Uh, they were, the, oh, they not, were, they not, got their work here before they went to do Sherlock. So not surprised. I, I would assume over there in in the UK is a lot like Canada where you kind of have these small, but very influential media markets where kind of just all of the talent circulates around to other shows, mm-hmm. uh, you know, where Hollywood is a, a lot bigger. So there's not as much crossover cause they can go to a lot of different places, but yeah, yeah I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I'm definitely, definitely excited to hear more from this uh, for you. Uh, <laughs> well, you got to stay subscribed. Maybe, yeah. uh, maybe I, episode 400 of Superhero Slate, I'll talk about the second episode of Doctor like, Who. If you watch more Doctor <laughs> Who before you finish Clone Wars, I'm going to come after you. I'm going to fly out <laughs> to California and come after you myself. Um, whether that's a promise or a threat, I don't know which one you'll take it yet. <laughs> uh, the last thing I want to point out is uh, if you've not been playing Fortnite, um, next week, a week from Tuesday at one at four p.m. on December first, Galactus event is in Fortnite. Uh, the whole Marvel thing culminates with Galactus arriving in this game um, next Tuesday. I just giving people a heads up in case you know, four p.m. for mine it's one p.m. You like I, I'm like thankfully I'm working at home that day because I'm like I wouldn't have normally they, be able to tune into this. So have they ever put Santa Claus in the Fortnite? Because yeah, it would be. It would be hilarious if Santa Claus showed up to beat Galactus to start like a new so, winter holiday event. On well, they, they have done Christmas and holiday winter every year uh, so far. Okay. Uh, the first season, I think it was season six, they actually crashed uh, an iceberg into the island, gave us a whole new land, and there was uh, <laughs> like a, I guess, a rugged looking Santa Claus in it. It was pretty crazy. So oh, okay, um, they're that, already on top of it. I'm not giving anybody any new ideas this no, episode. <laughs> they, they've got it. They've got you. So um, if you if you're not t- t- uh, signed in, download, try it out next week. Um, next next Tuesday, see what the the Marvel stuff is. But that that's about all I got. One of the characters you can play as in Fortnite, Mike, is Deadpool. Did you know that? Deadpool, they have a whole Deadpool season and Deadpool three has gotten the writers officially, Mike. Yes, um, Deadpool 3 on the on the, on the the rise. On the docket, uh, they have tapped writers Wendy Molyneux and Lizzie Molyneux-Leglin. Uh, I'm going to butcher that one. Um, they're sister writers. They are currently executive producers on Bob's Burgers, so I assume they've been working on it for a while as well. Yeah, um, kind of all in that Fox family, right? Yeah, yep. So... Um, and it will be an R-rated film. I had to argue with one of our listeners um, about, they're like, well, the Disney, it's owned by Disney and nothing will become R-rated out of Disney. I'm like, Disney is not in the movie business of making Marvel movies, right? Or, like they are, but like they're also in the a, a company that owns 20th Century Studios, which releases other properties still uh, that can be R-rated. And I'm pretty sure Deadpool will be going there and getting its R-rated film. Also- also, uh, the the number one goal of Disney, at, at, like that trumps literally everything, is making money. Yes. And one could argue, oh, well, Deadpool could possibly make more money if it was PG-13 because it could reach a large audience. But that would totally alienate the fan base that the first two Deadpool movies have built. So they will not make as much money, I believe, if they made it PG-13. So... Theoretically, I could maybe see an argument for maybe 
the future of Deadpool cameoing in PG-13 movies. But yeah, it yeah. would be dumb for the new Bob over at Disney to make this PG-13. Well, <laughs> and I believe Ryan Reynolds has signed on and he is essentially still, you know, the contract's still with 20th Century Studios, right? Which is owned by Disney, but still with him. He would fight them tooth and nail to make sure it, it remained yeah. true to the character. Yeah. Now, and Ryan, Ryan Reynolds is a commodity now too. He, he like Disney needs Ryan Reynolds more than Ryan Reynolds needs Disney. He just sold his like gin company for a yeah. lot of money. Like Ryan Reynolds does not need this yeah. paycheck. You know, he, he wants to make the project he wants to make. So yeah, yeah. he would never be attached if he wasn't ready for it. Yeah. And, 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 and just tell me right now off the top of your head, Mike, other than Deadpool saying, hey, look at my balls, um, <laughs> I don't think I, – I, the movies don't come across as R-rated to me. Like, I'd have to I'd have to sit down and think, like, what R-rated things were in there, you know, other than, you know, a couple blood scenes? Yeah, it's right? mainly like, just swears, right? Yeah. It's like the F-word. Yeah, <laughs> it's like lots of F-words. <laughs> yeah, lots of F-words. Uh, some occasional blood, like, whenever he got, like – you know, dismembered on the bridge in the first one. But like, I mean, I don't know. So I don't quite remember the nudity that happened in two, but there was some graphic sexual well, uh, nudity in the first one. <laughs> well, not, not even that. Um, not even. So they even covered the girl who plays Cara Dune in Mandalorian. They covered her breast whenever her top fell down. Even like, uh, I was thinking more of the pegging uh, yeah. scene that happened at the beginning of the well, first yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's the calendar <laughs> girl scene with the uh, with that. But I mean, it's more of an illusion rather than you know any, anything else. But like at the same time, it's like you have to like dig for those R-rated cuts. Like you like. Uh-huh. So I, I this is probably like yeah, it's fine, whatever. Now everyone's like, oh well, we'll come to Marvel now. Deadpool's not coming to Marvel. Um. If if they do, they'll have to do a different version down the road, probably, or or tie it in some other way. But like, hell, I mean, he might pop up in a in a multiverse like yeah. scene, yeah, briefly, but, and whatever movie decides it, to continue multiverses, you know, after Doctor Strange. But but also, like you said, you know, Marvel doesn't need Deadpool. Deadpool doesn't need Marvel. They can exist by themselves without mm-hmm. interacting directly in any way, shape, or form. Yeah. Now, I, I must say my my wife really wanted me to flex on her behalf for this yeah. segment because she was like, oh, are you going to talk about this on the show? And I was like, I can work it in if you want. Uh, my wife has made a previous connection with uh, one of the with half of this writing team for Deadpool 3. Uh, Lizzie, how do you say her last name, Chris? I don't remember. Molyneux. Molyneux. So uh, my wife has reached out to her in the past. They were talking about uh, Bob's Burgers. I believe they're DMing on Twitter uh, because she's a writer. My wife is working her way up on uh, through the the writing chain. So my wife was like, you got to flex on the show and let your fans know that I have her her email address and we are in correspondence. So uh, I don't think we're if we get any news out of this relationship, I don't want to betray this possible professional trust. But who but my wife just wanted to say like oh yeah i got connections we, so. we know we know people in, in the industries and, and this is one of those <laughs> situations where, where, where we know someone and we can say it without alienating what's going on so um we don't have a release date for this film yet um but uh you know that's great to know that a third one is we it was it wasn't a matter of if it was a matter of when this movie yeah but also out. just on the hiring fronts is this reminds me a lot of the um the news that we talked about was it earlier this year maybe last year of uh Marvel hiring uh, Rick and Morty writers yeah. to work on was it She-Hulk? She Hulk? She Hulk, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, I I think adult animation writers should be contacting their mm-hmm. agents right now and 
uh, tell your agents to contact Feige on your behalf. You might be able to write a, a Marvel movie coming up. You could, know, could you write a, or a Marvel TV series? Either one. They, they t- yeah, t- t- me doing that. So <laughs> there's like there's probably a writer over at Family Guy right now that's just like, oh yeah, come on, I'm gonna I want to write season two of Moon Knight or something like that. Yeah. So yeah, there's lots lots of good stuff for Deadpool here. So that's that's a plus. On the flip side, uh, some unexpected news: um, Black Panther two is. Uh, filming in july of next year mike july of mm-hmm. 2021 uh we've talked about this recently um very recently what do they do there's no announcements and there's no plans revealed for this yet i think they're gonna hold it tight to their chest um and maybe since i don't think there will be comic con next year again or if they do it'll be a different capacity marvel will probably do their own event where they announce the state of things when people are going back to the theaters and like hey here's mm-hmm. our new release calendar because they're hiring left and right to work on all this stuff, right? They're not slowing down the writing process, right? Or pre-production process. Because that can still happen. So I expect to get a, a, a very, very full calendar uh, announcement next year. But Black Panther 2, um, to me, this release date, it has to do something. Yeah, I mean, this is pretty shocking, right? Because the tragic news of Chadwick Boseman happened really not that long ago. So, and I believe they probably had a version. Well, actually, uh, I don't want to get too morbid, you know, but, you know, a business has to make long-term decisions. They probably knew about Chadwick's diagnosis, obviously, before a lot of the general public. So it makes me wonder if maybe they had two versions of the script, or at least they had a backup idea of, you know, if Chadwick's not going to be able to be in our next movie, because this is seems like a pretty quick pivot, right? I mean, if you're going to be filming in, you know, what is this, seven months, you got to have a pretty good handle on what the script has is going to be, right? Obviously, there's rooms for rewrites and revisions and you can find a narrative in the editing process as well, but it seems like they know what they're going to do. They have made a decision if they're mm-hmm. going to be filming. So uh, we were—I was talking with a friend of the show in the group chat, uh, Quentin Parker, about uh, you know Black Panther and what they're going to be doing or what they should do. And he had a, he had a good idea of just like you know. If there's a way to bring Shuri into the film, you know, uh, I feel like a he said, you know, a good way to possibly, uh, you know, you know, write Chadwick out of the film and, you know, kind of dispense with Black Panther, for lack of a better term, is, you know, have him go out like a hero. Maybe he does a sacrifice move to save Shiri and some sort of, I believe he said, science fiction explosion, maybe at, at, at Shiri's doing. So she feels like she needs to redeem, you know, what she did to her brother, but he died going out a hero. I mean, that's, I mean, that's what the Black Panther would do. So they, mm. they do have a lot of decisions to make. And I, I just wanted to say I did like that idea. So that is one way that you can move forward, kind of putting Shuri in that place and I don't know if this is just rumors or reports or this came out of Deadline or the Hollywood Reporter but there is kind of uh, murmurs out there that Shuri might be taking uh, kind of more of a prominent role in this film so I mean I think I I think that's just again I think that's again rumors I mean mm -hmm. we're we're at a point where we're like I don't think they should kill him in a sacrificial thing in the movie because I think that just does even more damage like or not damage but like it's not respectful to the actors passing like they're gonna have to do something with him right but like do they mention it off screen I don't think he should die in the movie sacrificing himself because it's like oh he just died again like we, we killed the, the actor died then we killed the character kind of thing it feels out of out of out of touch with it but like what do you do like you know and we talked about this before do they recast do they bring Shuri in do they you know um put in another panther but like it seems like all the main cast is coming back so there's that 
Uh, the other thing is they actually announced um, actor uh, Tano Huerta uh, in the show Narcos uh, Mexico as like one of the main, uh, not the main villain, but a main antagonist in the film. Cool. I don't know what that means. Uh, well, I, didn't we talk about before there's um, there rumors that there was some lady who was supposed to be coming in and trying to take over the um, the Wakanda again. But we were like, oh, that's very close to the first movie. So, you know, I'm, does this person, you know, coming from, it sounds like a, a Hispanic background. Yeah, um, that's that, that's what that's what I was thinking as well. I mean, uh, it looks like he's not an African actor, so it yeah. doesn't seem like he's going to have an origin, a Wakandan origin. So uh, one thing that we were talking about a lot, uh, even before Chadwick's passing, was Black Panther 2 is probably going to be dealing with possibly other kingdoms, other regions, you know, so maybe that story will continue even. Uh, even after uh, the tragic news. But I mean, like, wow, there's just so many directions this yeah. movie could go. And uh, I'm, I'm looking forward to see uh, the creative problem solving, you know, after this tragedy. All I know is you you never, no one should ever put words into, uh, into a past person's mouth. But I would imagine as much as Chadwick embodied and, and loved being this character, he wants this franchise to continue on and entertain audiences and really positively impact the, the, community the way uh the first movie did so i'm sure he's okay with whatever just keeps those kind of values alive in the movie so i don't think he would ever want them to stop making you know wakandan based stories so exactly uh, let so i i just want to say it is okay to be excited for black panther 2 and hopefully whatever aspect they they develop it yeah exactly they they are going to do it and you know obviously the the mastermind Kevin Feige who who plans out all the movies the whole future of this is we've been in good hands so we'll, prepare to cry yeah. that's gonna happen for sure yeah, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a touching film with some touching moments uh for sure Ant Man three is uh normally wouldn't I wouldn't cover this Mike but I know you are a a, a an artist if you will um if you want to label yourself that who likes concept design stuff right. Um, mm-hmm. But Eight Man Three has hired Star Wars and James Bond No Time to Die concept designer Will uh, Hatay, I believe. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce H T A Y um, for this movie. Now I only say this because he did the Force Awakens, Rogue One, and Solo concept art work mm-hmm. um, designer, and he also worked on Edge of Tomorrow and Jupiter Ascending movies. Uh, yeah, it seems like he. It seems like they would be very comfortable with kind of doing sci-fi, technology, maybe otherworldly type of things. Yeah. So yeah, that could be a hint at what could be in this movie. Exactly, and you know, working on um, those those larger films, um, it seems seems pretty pretty cool. Like you know, how how far how, like how often do you get someone's like, yeah, you did Star Wars concept is like. I don't know a lot of people who do Star Wars concept design, right? Like they actually go with at the end of the day. So. Um, yeah, I think that's pretty cool. So, so we'll see him be doing uh, the production design for Frank Man Three. Kind of, he's gonna at. get, he's gonna get really comfortable at drawing Kang. Probably, yeah. he's probably already really good at it. So, like, yeah, 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 you need to be on this. Lots project. of quantum realm colors. A lot, a lot, mm-hmm. of, a lot of splashes of of circles yeah. everywhere. I would imagine there's lots of there's lots of decision making in his head of what shade of pink mm-hmm. should I make Kang? What's too cartoony? What's realistic? What's an homage to what people are familiar with? Yeah. But yeah, Kang and Kang in his pink armor. Yeah. That uh well it's it's a uh, it's a purple. Is it like purple? It's Is purple. it purple pink? Yeah. Okay. I well 
Either way, he, he's got some color yeah. decisions. To make. He, he's gonna. He's, I just imagine him looking at everything through a kaleidoscope for this film. Like, <laughs> like the one man buying a kaleidoscope in 2020 is, uh-huh. is this guy looking at him like, all right, is this too Doctor Strange or is it more Ant Man? We gotta we gotta tone it back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miss Marvel is currently filming as well, Mike. One of the few shows that's out there filming, and we got some onset photos here. Uh, from oh, I love I love these. This is great. I, yeah. I can't wait to talk about this. So we have uh, actress Iman Volani dressed up as Captain Marvel, filming her show Miss Marvel, um, to the point where she has on a glowing light up helmet that looks that represents the Mohawk. Like this looks like stuff you go buy right now in a store and give you your yeah. Game. That's what I was thinking too. Uh, I would assume uh, <laughs> I would assume there's lots of really um, uh, lots of really reactionary hot take type of people that would look at this and go like, "Oh my god, her con- her costume is atrocious. Look at this low budget nightmare." But it's just like this is pretty obviously like a proto Miss Marvel. You know, yeah. she if you know her character at all, she is a Captain Marvel fangirl. So she probably has all of the merch, all of the collectibles. You know, all of the con exclusive this is probably like a con exclusive helmet that she waited in line to buy and you know she's going out ready to do it looks like a mission um i forget this character's name but she does have like a best friend in the comic books uh that kind of kind of teams up with her and this kind of looks like that could be this person yeah well, um well i think um from what i understand this is like a newer actor hire who plays like normally in the comics like her like boyfriend love interest kind of thing so Mm-hmm. Um, he also looks like he's like I know he's on a step, but like also like three feet taller than her. <laughs> yeah, like it's a pretty big height difference there. But yeah, this looks like it's gonna be. It looks like yeah. it's gonna be pretty fun. Yeah. I'm looking forward to see. Like I love costumes. I love live action superhero costumes. So just this makes me excited for the moment where she finally gets a real legit costume that fits her properly and she can really feel like a hero. Yeah, and and she never ever wears Captain Marvel stuff. Um, but it, does it look like that guy is also in like a. a a scientist costume as well possibly yeah he's got like some it looks like homemade like right it looks yeah. like it was made uh looks like it was made in a garage or like an attic or something like that there's some like led lights there's like a little mechanical computer thing on the back of the back of the helmet so he must be he must be nerdy i don't remember yeah. his character archetype in the comic books but it, it, i think this i mean honestly i wouldn't be surprised if this was just like a halloween outing and they were like okay we're gonna be <laughs> the big in our costumes yeah, the biggest question I have, and I suppose there's many ways you could you could explain this in the TV show. You know, you're gonna have multiple episodes to set up this narrative. But if she has all this ca- Captain Marvel merch, like she even has like a bicycle helmet on the back of her backpack, from the moments we've seen Captain Marvel in the movies, she's really never made a big impact on the population, right? You know, you could really argue Captain America is out there in the world, especially Iron Man, but. Captain of Marvel, her movie took place in the 90s and she just kind of got out of Dodge and nobody nobody really remembers her. And then she kind of shows back up to save everybody in that big final battle. I suppose if somebody on the ground had footage of her blowing up these big spaceships, she could get like a cult following. But yeah, they're going to need to explain how this girl got so enthralled in Captain Marvel because she hasn't really made like a big present on the presence on the population as far as I can tell. Right. Well, there's also five years where she was on Earth before she went out to space in uh, Endgame. So I assume it's in that range. Like she was there. She showed up right as soon as the population ended. She was one of the Avengers that killed Thanos. 
So maybe this little girl was saved by Captain Marvel. So maybe she hasn't been watching like news reports and YouTube videos. Like maybe she was literally yeah. saved by Captain Marvel and kind but, of like a little one-off uh, mission. Yeah, but that I mean that's that's licensed merchandise she's wearing there. Um, uh, so, oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah, so she like this is this. I assume the Avengers like you know we lost half the people, but the Avengers defeated Thanos. Kind of was like a the big thing during that that time. Everything was uh, what closed down, I guess. Um, the other thing I would think of is, um, uh, and I lost. She's an Inhuman. How does she get her powers? You know that again. You uh, know, I'm a big that's Inhuman. A like huge question. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> I'm, I'm just waiting to hear that. But I think this is cool to see her dressed up literally as Captain Marvel, where she gets her mm-hmm. namesake from. So, kudos to those. And this kind of brought me up the question: uh, you know, What Marvel properties are currently in production right now? Because everyone was mm-hmm. like, "Well, what about Eternals?" I'm like, "Eternals has been in the can." And filmed for a long time. Um, they want you to see it. They have it done. It was supposed to. Was it, it this month? No, right. It, well, it was November. Uh, yeah, we're, we're a month. Le- I mean, yeah, it was earlier this month, so we'd be a month into it. Um, Black Widow's done. Um, Shang Chi is done, except for like post production, um, and that'll be out next summer. So, uh, people are like, well, well, what's going on? So right now, Spider Man Three is filming. Mm-hmm. Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is ramping up in uh, England. Thor Love and Thunder is filming uh, in Australia. Uh, Miss Marvel, as we just saw, is filming in Atlanta. And Hawkeye is starting to film as well. Um, Jeremy Renner was recently getting a face cast on because they think they're going to give him the purple mask in the, in the upcoming show. So. Ooh, okay. Um, the only thing we're missing here is She-Hulk and Moon Knight that I can think of that's coming up. Is there anything that you're seeing here? Yeah, um, the only thing I know about this is I believe Spider-Man 3, uh, it's um, kind of secret production name, is another Seinfeld reference. I don't remember yeah. what it is off the top of my head, but I do think it's funny that it's another Seinfeld reference. Oh, yeah. So you can go, if you happen to see, if you're in New York and you see a Seinfeld reference on a sign of filming, that's Spider-Man 3, please take some pictures. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pl- please do. Um, uh, oh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I believe, is done as well. That was the other thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but Yeah, they were like in reshoots like the other week, but they're probably done with that yeah exactly because i'm trying to just kind of going through here black panther 2 and captain marvel 2 are the only ones after that so um yeah we'll we'll see if they do some more announcements blade that we know is coming eventually should probably get yeah as i i hope they're very safe i hope nobody gets sick i hope they're using their money accordingly to pay people well and keep them uh away from other people you know do whatever you can um but uh life finds a way money finds a way all of these properties mean big bucks so uh hopefully nobody gets sick sick at the expense of the dollar yeah i I don't think they will um because if they 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 they, they can't lose another actor mike we just talked about it so Mm -hmm. don't lose an actor in the middle of your production really is, is the yes. goal yeah um mandalorian season two halfway through i believe uh or a little close to half um the ahsoka tano is rumored to be in next week's episode mike that's why i wanted to let you no, know uh, i got a lot of stuff i need to watch then <laughs> you, got a, you, got a, you got a thanksgiving uh crunch to do here um yeah yeah you keep talking i'm gonna pull up the disney plus app and see how far i am along in season six i don't yeah. think it's very far so i think i got a bit to watch yeah well thankfully i think you can skip some of some of seven as well um and, and you just need the back half of season seven but uh there's rumored this uh, this rumor that's this weekend is also rumored to be an episode directed by dave filoni who is uh, given you know the the range of, he's our, of the character, 
He's our he's our god of Star Wars yeah. right now. Uh, Chris and I would uh, love to shake his hand. I'm on episode three of season six, okay. so I got to I got to I got to put a few hours into this. Um, I'll I'll find a way. You know what I'll do? I'll put it on. I've been wanting to give my attention to it, but I think what I'll do is I'll put it on in like a corner window while I'm working, so I can kind of still get the narrative that I need out of it, but I can also work. Yeah, I think you can probably actually if I look at this, you can probably skip some of these um, because season six. Is the the loss is considered the lost episodes, uh, if you will? Oh, they were in production hmm. before it was canceled, and they put these all on Netflix. Um, so I can probably get you a, a quick list of six and seven that you need to watch, so you don't have to to go through all of these. Yeah, go ahead. Anything that gets me closer, because like um, Ahsoka going live action, uh, also with Rosario Dawson, like that's going to be a fun moment. And if she's rumored to be in next week's episode, mm-hmm. that makes me really excited because I thought we were going to have to wait till the very end of the season because that seemed like a reveal that they would want to hold on to. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and you know, um, maybe maybe they're going to give us a couple episodes with her because she would be a big grab for a couple episodes. Yeah. Not only is it a big deal that it's Ahsoka, but this is going to be the first time we see a Jedi in Mandalorian. So we've yet to see like a proper lightsaber. We've seen the dark saber, but like she's, I mean, she's probably going to be busting out a lightsaber doing force stuff. I mean, she's going to have deep insight into baby Yoda. I mean, I guess she could technically be in the episode and not cross paths with Mando. They could be kind of do two concurrent storylines, but yeah, it's going to be a big moment. She can be like, oh, I can tell you exactly what this creature is. You know, I can tell you what the force is. I, I can explain so much to you. There's so much narrative dump Ahsoka can give Mando and clean and clear up a lot of uh, a lot of stuff. But yeah, uh, yeah we know we, it seems like we're probably going to wait for a big seminal moment like that to talk more Mandalorian on the show. But non spoilers, Baby Yoda trying to help Mando fix the ship. Mm. was so cute <laughs> yeah he's definitely um, a blast um I, I i love all the uh he's so he's obsessed with food and i'm like oh, i yeah. get it i get it yeah um i just look here same the, ahsoka tano is not in season six at all uh of, of the Clone wars yeah really why am i watching it then? i don't know it was on the list i gave you um oh wow i can't believe she's not so well I, I guess it makes sense if they're all lost episodes yeah they weren't finished um and uh, you know, technically, spoilers in season five, she leaves a Jedi Order. Um, oh yeah, I wa- Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. Too. So, you said you're on episode three, or you've watched episode three? No, I'm on episode three. It says start episode three. Okay, watch three and four. Okay. The first four deal with the clones and Order sixty six. Uh huh. And then skip right into episode five of season seven. Seven. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah, you're going to have to text that to me, but that's good. That'll get me jump-start and going. Yeah, that way you can skip. These other ones you can go back and watch. Won't be a problem. Uh, Season 7, the first uh, four episodes deal with the Bad Batch, uh, who has a spinoff show later, but you you won't lose anything with that, so... Um, cool. There we go. That's our Star Wars news for this week. Um, so hopefully we get to see... You know, um, that'd be a great, great Thanksgiving conversation to have with family. <laughs> you know, get talked about that. Well, I guess it's Black Friday conversation. Yeah. Um, yeah. Really. Po- post, uh, well, uh, was it Zoom's removing their limits on Thanksgiving and Black Friday for... First off. <laughs> when when I saw that news, I just thought some people were just like shattered because I know people are strategically using that time limit to not just be on calls forever with their family. They're just like, oh, sorry, I got to go. It's been 45 minutes. Yeah. So um, sorry, you're going to have to talk to your family a little bit longer. <laughs> That's fine. That's fine. Uh, you know what? I'm just going to jump into this. The biggest news we had this week involved Wonder Woman 1984 uh-huh. officially releasing in theaters 
and HBO Max on Christmas Day. Wow, finally. We get to watch it. Obviously, we're going to talk about all the implications of this decision, but this is just, this is good news for the general public, right? Everyone wants to see this movie. We were supposed to see it months ago. We were looking forward to it. Finally, the sequel to Wonder Woman, like finally, like the the first really solid thing that this kind of new DC universe gave us. You know, they've, they've worked, they've done more, but Wonder Woman was kind of like the first like bright shining light. We finally get to see her proper sequel on Christmas. Talk about a day to watch it too. Yes. So um, we get the, 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 to me, this is uh, from the producers. This is the best of both markets, right? Internationally, mm-hmm. where they've opened up the world and, and, and their COVID cases are being handled. They can go to the theaters and make money. HBO Max are going to get subscribers and we can actually watch it on Christmas Day and review it for you guys that weekend. Um, I think this is a great mix of both. I Hopefully this is something that goes forward with a lot of other films. Um uh, or at least some sort of you know mix and match of this. Did you hint, see- hint, cough, cough, Black Widow? <laughs> yeah. So, well, there are um, AMC signed a new distribution deal with some other theater, maybe Warner Brothers. If it doesn't make over a certain amount of dollars the first week, uh, it can go to um, a video on demand within like two weeks. If it makes okay. over a certain amount, it has to stay for a full month. Mm. Um, opening opening weekend, which I'm like, this is a weird math. I don't get it. You producers can handle this yeah you know we're lawyers we don't have to worry about the math yeah uh, but <laughs> I mean, we're not lawyers <laughs> exactly but people were worried this film would get stale if they kept pushing it back and back um that's a concern uh what, what does that mean for this movie if you're worried it's gonna get stale um yeah i mean that does four so it's not like his new <laughs> well, that... stuff yeah, but that, I mean, that is the only real logical explanation for this, right? You know, if we're talking about the strategy, I'm obviously glad they made the decision because we get to watch it for free on HBO Max. That's a that's an important note. We don't have to pay the $30 Mulan money to mm. watch it. We get to watch it just straight up for free. I mean, even if you don't have HBO Max, you could get like a week-long free trial or it's hell, I don't even 12, know how long the trials the, are. It's worth the $12 for you exactly. and everybody to watch it. Yeah, and plus it, you'll, you'll get a whole month of HBO Max. There's tons of crap on there you can watch. Uh, um, but yeah, the decision really seems like they were leaving money on the table, right? If you just wait a little bit longer, cause we've already seen black widow is delayed until hopefully we're back into a nor a, a more normal marketplace. It seems like wonder woman could have easily have done that too. But yeah, it does make a little bit more sense where it's just like, oh, I the only place I've been going this whole pandemic is the grocery store. I've already seen all of the Wonder Woman Dorito bags get phased out for the holiday Dorito bags, right? You know, the cross the cross marketing stuff has already expired. You know, we've already gone through all of the Wonder Woman marketing blitz. Mm-hmm. All that's left is the movie, right? So I could technically see the idea of, oh, what if this movie does come out next year? People are kind of sick and tired of seeing all of the media around it. And, you know, people would still go to the movie, right? But yeah. maybe it wouldn't be breaking records. You know, maybe it wouldn't quite well, raise up to the success of the first one. And then you have all of these experts coming in like, oh, it looks like Wonder Woman 2 couldn't quite reach the bar. What's Patty Jenkins going to do next? You know, how is she going to top? She still hasn't topped what she does with Wonder Woman 1. You know, there's all these hot takes that you can take. So, and I believe Patty Jenkins was kind of one of the final decision makers because she released a statement that was just like, I, you know, I finally come to the decision. I feel like it's best to give the people what they want, you know. So, I'm sure that she had a hand in the decision, but, yeah. so you know, money there's lots it, of, so. yeah, exactly. There's lots of ways you can justify this. So, I mean, this is a boon 
for sure for yeah. HBO Max because the other I think the other premium movie that they've had was what American Pickle. I mean, I know it's Seth Rogen, but you know, that movie wasn't exactly like a huge uh, a huge get for them compared to Wonder Woman. So, man, Christmas Day, big movie day for the world. You know, people can't go out to the movies like they normally would for their holiday tradition, yeah. but now you can watch this is AAA Tentpole on streaming for free. Big deal. Yeah, it is. And the other thing is, you know, again, this is you know, we could we could look at like Disney, but like Disney doesn't need Disney Plus subscribers. They are the second biggest streamer right now, right? Um, compared mm-hmm. to right behind Netflix, which has longevity uh, to its name. HBO Max is trailing horribly in terms of uh, subscription numbers. Right? It's it's come out. It's not really like you said. What's that draw? What's that original content on HBO Max? Um, they put all the HBO shows on there, so you can get what was it you were watching? Uh, Lovecraft Country. Doctor Who. Well, Doctor Who, Lovecraft Country, <laughs> Watchmen's on there. Yeah, um, they have the premium content, but they need to get new, fresh yeah. eyeballs, right? I don't think a lot of people make their streaming decisions based on old catalog stuff. Right. I think they're just like, oh, what's the hot new thing everybody's watching? I need to get in on yeah. that. And then once you get them locked in, they stay because of the kind of archive stuff. Well, it's also easy to not to not unrenew a subscription, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and HBO max. I mean, I, I, I use it pretty frequently. I watch a lot of regular show as a background noise, uh, 10 minute. The, episodes. Cat- the catalog is great. Yeah. I mean, I think everything on there is so awesome, you know, so it's worth the money, but you got to convince people exactly. to get on board. And, and if you not, if you don't have HBO max, this is, you know, one of the, this is a huge draw. This is one of the fi- first big, like, this is something that you would normally only see in theaters. Guess what? Now you get it with your fifteen dollar, twelve to fifteen dollar HBO Max thing. So mm-hmm. people are gonna. I, I expect to see a lot of um, good numbers for the producers come whatever uh, December. But at the same time, you know, uh, either trying to make HBO Max a home for DC, especially with the Justice League coming out um, next year as well, which I think we'll talk mm-hmm. about. Talk about that here in a second. So, I mean, I, I this is great. I think this is, I mean, this is probably like the biggest news this week. Um, I don't think there's any bad way you can slice this, Mike. Like, this is, yeah, this is a nice great. slice of Christmas delight. Right it's here. great for consumers. Yes, especially us. So we can finally watch it and give you guys a review. Well, mm-hmm. on the flip side, Justice League, they keep threatening us with this, Mike. The, the Snyder <sighs> Cut's coming out again. <laughs> oh, my God. We got a new trailer this week. They did it first in black and white and then, like, it was it was over eight hours later, Mike, when they came out with the color version. Uh, uh, Chris, I'm fu- I I feel like I've come I'm starting to come down from my caffeine uh, just in time to talk about this yeah. trailer. <laughs> there's nothing horrible with the trailer. It's just nothing new. Uh, yeah. it, there's a couple new shots. You get to see Darkseid come through some motherbox portal. A couple action scenes of some Amazon Amazonians and and Atlanteans fighting this thing. Ray Ray Fisher looking out a window. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so like, I, there's nothing huge here again hallelujah song over and over again Uh, this this trailer pushed me over the edge chris i mean you know this was obviously (laughs) i mean i think it was just because you know it 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 trended it it hit the media news cycle for a day for a trailer that was almost nearly identical and it's just like i'm so exhausted with with Zack snyder there's there obviously some fans out there that are still excited for this i watched a reaction video of like of two like super fans of Snyder react to this trailer because uh, like we're about to say there's a black and white and a color trailer. So like the only way I could find the color trailer was them reacting to it. 
And they the the person said that they had seen the previous version of this trailer so many times, and I'm just like, wait, how many? Why would you watch it so many times that when they were live reacting, he could easily point out the new stuff like in a microsecond so there's obviously people still very obsessed with this but it's just like Zack Snyder thinks he's making the next Citizen Kane like he's putting out the trailer in black and white he it's in a weird aspect ratio that's not just for marketing purposes because it's not a square like for Instagram and it's not portrait it's like this weird kind of like four by three the corners are rounded so he's I don't know he's trying to do like a classic kind of projection look to it that just like over the over the head uh, the theme song that is just like oh look at this amazing piece of art that I'm doing hallelujah it's just like I've just gone totally over the edge. I just cannot put up with this anymore. Like Snyder is like so up his own butt with this movie. And it's just like, I'm going to watch it because it's such a weird, unique moment in filmmaking, right? Where a director gets to go back. Obviously we've talked about this to death that this has happened before, but it's so unique. I have to watch it, but God, am I sick and tired of of the Snyder cut? Well, when he, he, he acts like this delivering of the Snyder cut is some sort of coming to Jesus moment for everybody. Uh, what, right? Like that's why the yeah, hallelujah what, songs there and people will be yeah. like, well, no, you're wrong. I'm like, no, this, this is a, a vanity project for Zack Snyder at this point. It is not actually providing anything that's relevant or long-term serving for anybody. Yeah, but himself. What's, what's the final line in the trailer that just made me want to kill myself. Not uh, us United. Oh, he, Oh, not us united. It's just like, oh, what are we, some sort of suicide squad? We're kind of like a fantastic four group of people, right? It's just like, I can't, I can't stand this. I, it, it just needs to blow up. I hope the hard drives fry because he's gone into them and accessed them too many times. Mm-hmm. And he's, uh, he's just burned out the drives. It's like, sorry, the Snyder cut literally exploded. You're not getting it. Yeah, we're going to get it. We can't, we can't get out of it at this point, but it is. Someone hack into the cloud and delete it. I can't stand it anymore. Yeah. Well, that's fine because the next thing you know, I'm actually going to give this, this, uh, this a compliment. They have a very awesome looking mohawk Joe Manganello as Deathstroke in this movie, right? Yeah, but this is pretty cool. I like he, this. He, he was only in it for like a second last time, but he looks so cool. He looks badass. Can you imagine? He was a guy beating up Peter Parker in Spider-Man 1, right? He was Flash Thompson in that first Spider-Man trilogy. Oh, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, wow. Yeah. So I forgot. Circle playing. <laughs> I mean, he's obviously not this old to have white hair. They've dyed his hair white, but man, mm-hmm. does he just look so cool. He looks, yeah. he looks awesome in this. So, and I an eye patch on anybody already makes them more badass. Uh-huh. But the shave sides, the, the the mohawk, the goatee, the the armor. Mm. I'd watch a Deathstroke movie with Joe Manganiello. If now is he going to get an actual? Ticket. Is he going to get an actual fight scene? You know, because this is different hair than we saw in the after credit scene mm-hmm. where we've seen him before. So is is he going to throw? Is he going to is he going to throw bones? I, you know, what's going to what's happening? If anything, I hope he's the one who breaks Lex Luthor out of prison so we get a prison fight scene with him. Oh, okay. I, th- that's my goal. I mean, they're adding five minutes of footage to this, Mike, off like thirty million dollars to spend. I, I don't know what we want from there. Um, but you know, this, this looks cool. I'll give him this. I'll get, I'll give him this. This, this was actually a pretty big win out of this. So, uh, hope we get to see more of it. Knock on wood. On the flip side of this, the Batman series, that spinoff series that we're like, why are they doing this? you right. You know, we've already had a Gotham show before. Um, has, so, oh, so this was the, the other Gotham show, right? Right. The, yeah. It's the Gotham Chronicles, whatever, whatever the spinoff mm-hmm. from the Batman movie is, was going to be has lost the showrunner Terrence Winter due to creative differences with both Matt Reeves and the producers. So, um, thrilling, right? 
I mean, it makes. I mean, that that the that 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 would happen makes sense, right? I mean, the show has to be very connected to the Batman movie. So if it's creative differences with Matt Reeves, it sounds like yeah. he wanted to take it in a different direction than his movie. I mean, that's what it sounds like. Right. Again, I, I beg you the question this, do we need another Gotham show that doesn't have anything to do with Batman? <laughs> do we? I mean, it's, uh, no. it's fine. So, I mean, I, I think we're going to get this. It's going to HBO max. I think it'll be fun. Hopefully it looks good. Hopefully it can deal with some, you know, the villains without it just being like an under, like a criminal, like police procedural show that they just deal with, you know, like, Oh, we got some bad cops on the force. We gotta, yeah. gotta weed them out. I mean, if you're a creator, if you're a director, if you're a showrunner that gets put on a superhero project, maybe don't be surprised if you get, if you don't get full creative control over it. I mean, I, at this point in time, it's just like, obviously you're going to have to fit yourself inside of a box. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not too worried that they're losing showrunners because yeah. we haven't even seen this Batman movie yet. So we don't even right. know if it's going to be good. So I'll yeah. wait until I see it. Either they're going to fire someone else or just get rid of the show completely. One of the two mm-hmm. uh, at this point. So uh, we'll, we'll see how it goes, but I mean, that's, it is what it is. The surprising news I saw yesterday or Saturday or Friday. Yesterday was Friday. Sorry. Friday was Black Lightning is coming to an end after this upcoming season. Uh, four Ooh. seasons. Um, apparently, I mean, apparently from what I hear, uh, people who watch it, they said it's actually getting into its stride. It's getting really, really good in this four season. It's got a lot of representation for minorities uh, in it as well. And, um, you know, uh, mostly it's there's the main guy, Black Lightning, but he had a strong superpowered daughters as well. Um, mm. And they're still playing on that painkiller spinoff. That's why they're putting this in this season as well. So mm. um, I, I'm sad. This this is a second CW show ending this year. Uh, the other one being Supergirl. Well, it, I, I'm glad just because it seems like it's going to go out on top. I mean, it makes sense that it would be in its stride right about now. If I remember correctly, Black Lightning each season was about 13 episodes. I don't know if those episode orders got larger in the in the in the subsequent seasons, but if those episode orders stayed about the same, the fourth season would kind of be equivalent to possibly the end of the second season of like the flash or arrow. Mm-hmm. So that's when those, ep- that's when those kind of shows hit their stride as well, you know, because after so many episodes of any of these characters, you really kind of start to run out of steam. You know, a lot of the writing staff and the showrunners move on or start to do other stuff or get distracted with other things. So I'm glad that they're going out on top. Um, just because I, I, I can't remember the main actor's name who plays black lightning. I used to know his name off the top of my head, but he's He's a really cool guy. Chris I've listened Williams. to him in some inter- Yeah. Uh, I don't think it's Chris Williams. Um, Chris Williams is Black Lightning. That's a, Chris Williams. That's what it yeah, is. Yeah, Chris. Oh, I thought you said Chris. No. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, Chris Williams. I've listened to him in interviews before. He's really, really cool. He he loves that he was in this role uh, back around season one when I was listening to this interview. So I'm glad he gets to go out on well, top. And I don't know anything about Painkiller, but I guess if you like the show, you get to continue a little bit in the universe with this character. Yeah, hopefully. Again, they haven't committed to a season. Hopefully the backdoor pilot works. That's how the Flash worked. But I, I think what's... Is, is you know they did all these crossovers and merged all these universes right these shows into one universe and then they've like canceled half of them or more um <laughs> so like you know we get the upcoming was it lois and clark or whatever it is lois and superman mm-hmm. superman and lois um and then i guess the flash is still somehow finding other speedsters for him to fight i think i think uh production on superman and lois has been delayed as well because i think they had a uh i think they had a covid a covid scare so that's uh being delayed as well so and yeah, most of these are most, most of these are in uh, k 
Canada, right? I believe. Yeah, yeah usually it's usually va- Vancouver. I I believe Black Lightning was in Atlanta though. Yeah. But you know, if we're talking uh, Lois uh, Superman or yeah. whatever the show's called, I believe it's Vancouver. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's definitely sad to see these Berlanti shows wrap up. Maybe. Maybe we'll see some of these, uh, some new characters pop up maybe in HBO Max shows because, like, they're trying to put them all there. But, mm-hmm. you know, for the free over-the-air channels like the CW, you know, it's, it's losing content. That's that's sad, but hopefully we get to see something, you know, come out of these ashes like we always do with, with those mm-hmm. shows. Uh, the Last of Us, Mike, the show was greenlit for series at HBO Max. Hey, so, there we go. So not just the pilot. it is They're giving it the whole go with the series. <laughs> Good, good. I mean, good news for me, but man, the uh, the Twitter thread responses, man, the 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 anti fanboys, or I guess I guess maybe they'd be fanboys of the first game and haters of the second game. I hate these people. I hate these people that just don't quite understand the narrative choices of putting Abby in the game, and they're just like, oh, they better not put Abby in the in the second or third season. It's gonna, I'm gonna hate it. They should change it. They can fix it. They finally have a chance to fix it. And there's all these really dumb memes of like the writer of the game and they're using his face and it's just like what a toxic fan base yeah. uh it, it's it's worse than rick and morty which is saying something the fan base not the show the fan base so uh i'm down for this uh craig mazin the showrunner he's a really cool guy uh i he as i know his personality kind of rubs people the wrong way but he has a podcast called script notes so if you really want to get inside the show creator's head uh go uh, listen to script notes um yeah, I'm down for this. I'm down to clown, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I think it's fine. I mean, again, uh, if you make a change in something, and people, people just video game people are the worst. Uh, yes. I mean, I know we we've bitched about the Peter Parker change that they did for the game, but I mean, it's not enough for me to go threaten people or like the game series <laughs> is ruined. I'm like. Yeah, whatever. I just like it, but it's fine. The people at Cyberpunk getting like death threats for delays. I mean, they're just. I mean, they're adult children. I mean, uh, I don't think anybody who is an adult that plays video games is immature. But I mean, there's a good place to find a lot of immature people for sure. But God, leave these people alone. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm just like, uh, it's not. I mean, they're they're just there to. They're there to do what they think is right. And essentially, you know, like some video games to me are considered an art form, right? You have to write for them and design them and make them look good. So, like, you know, it is, it is their choice. And that's, if you don't like it, fuck off. Um, <laughs> nice way to put it. Speaking of video games, I think this was a really cool bit of news here. Uh, the Hitman people, uh, IO Interactive, are making uh-huh. the next James Bond game called Project Ooh, 007. That's awesome. It's an origin uh, for James Bond. Uh, so this mm-hmm. is the first time I think it's ever been done. Uh, we talked about, you know, what, what does that look like? You know, learning your skills as you kind of go. Yeah. Uh, friend of the show, Brian Smith, he's a big Hitman fan, like huge Hitman fan. He's like, you know, they, it, 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 they, he said the games make you feel like, you know, you're either walking through the slums of somewhere or like the high class parts of somewhere else, like like a James Bond movie would do kind of thing. So mm-hmm. uh, I'm, I'm excited to see what this looks like. We also joke that they do, should do DLC based on all the other movies. <laughs> um, so like you get to play like Moonraker um, later on. Oh, that'd be that'd be funny. DLCs, but don't expect. Uh, people were like, "Well, is it is it Goldeneye? It's not Goldeneye. Like this is going to be like a Hitman style third person." I, I mean, that's awesome. I mean, my favorite parts. Some of my favorite parts in the in the Spider Man games is uh, uh 
uh, tackling encounters and stealth. And I would imagine James Bond is going to have a lot of stealth involved. Yeah. It's going to have, you know, action parts involved. Gadgets. Yes. Also, that's the coolest part about his character with the gadgets. So that's perfect for a video yeah. game. So well, this could... sounds like it's going to be premium, which is good. Yes. I would actually, they've been really good with their Hitman stuff. Uh, any Anything I've ever watched on the new, the new the, what we're calling current gen consoles, which are the next gens, mm-hmm. um, everyone has always pulled out the Hitman games. Because apparently they they push the the last gen consoles to like their breaking point, um, <laughs> and like the new ones like run them perfectly. So I've watched a lot of Hitman footage lately. I'm like, I could totally see this being James Bond. Uh, but could you imagine also some of the car levels where you get like upgrade some of like maybe some racing levels with those cars they always oh, have? Oh yeah, there's lots of stuff you could do. Yeah, so, with the uh, with the car. Yeah, so gadgets. It better be invisible. It better be invisible like Pierce Brosnan's car on that ice. On the ice. <laughs> yeah. Remember I watched those earlier this year. What a yeah, what an adventure that was! <laughs> what a life you lead. Yeah, Predator, another one coming out uh, by this time by Dan Trachtenberg, uh, director of Ten Cloverfield Lane, which yeah, was a good one. I'm a Dan Trachtenberg super fan. Uh, if you've listened to all 300 episodes, you already know why. But Dan Trachtenberg used to be on like this uh, nerd uh, vlog slash podcast called the Totally Rad Show. And uh, it was really cool watching kind of him progress through his career because the show went on for quite a few years. And there's a really cool moment in the Totally Rad show where he finally starts to book directing jobs because he was always directing as a career while he was doing the Totally Rad show, like reviewing movies and video games and board games and stuff like that. But in the in the uh, in the certain year when this happened, uh, he had to stop reviewing movies because he finally stopped directing commercials and started directing like real feature stuff. And, you know, he didn't want to make his um you know, you don't want to you don't want to rub your peers the wrong way by reviewing their stuff. So I've been following Dan Trachtenberg for a really, really long time, going from basically nerd, just like us, just talking about all this pop culture stuff to actually making this stuff now. So mm-hmm. Tin Cloverfield Lane is a great movie. Before he did that, he did a he did a portal short film that went viral. That's really, really good. He's been attached to a ton of stuff well, that hasn't quite t- take taken off. And he directed the first episode of The Boys, the Boys yeah, season that's... one. That that was my thing. Like you know, we we talk about the boys a lot. He did the first episode after um, Rogan, uh, Seth Rogan, and um, his other guy uh, Goldberg, whatever, couldn't direct it. Um, mm-hmm. Had to drop out. So, and he's always been uh, attached to um, why the Last Man adaptation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if he's still doing that or not, but I, that's where yeah. I know him from. So he's he's been doing a lot of stuff. But I mean, I think I think this is a good. Uh, Good choice for this. Bottom line, he's a nerd that has a lot to prove. Mm -hmm. So that's great. You know, 10 Cloverfield Lane was good. It was his debut. So now I think he really wants to prove to everybody that wasn't a fluke. I'm still really good at what I do. So yeah, really looking forward to this. I never caught that last uh, Predator movie. What was it? Was that a Mick G movie? Who who directed that? Oh, I don't Um, don't think so. Um, It was somebody else. It was like like one of those like directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, Yeah. who, who is known for doing great work but that was a piss poor <laughs> yeah so the, you can only go up from there so uh yeah. we're we're watching out for you Danny. Yeah. yeah the third one um i don't know if you ever watched it predators um pretty good actually um Ooh. that one's got the uh guy who played venom uh 70 show uh uh topher grace topher grace uh, yeah he's in it he did really yeah don't job. they go to, don't they go to the predator planet yeah they, and they're they, like they hunting bring them some down. people to the planet to hunt them there yeah mm-hmm. it's really it's really good. It's like that Star Wars episode you watch where they hunt the Jedi and people oh. with the lizard things, um, but better. 
Um, <laughs> lastly, uh, this is an interesting thing here. A new superhero property come from uh, director Robert <laughs> Rodriguez coming out called We Can Be Heroes. Now, um, I only put this in here because it is uh, the sequel to Shark Boy and Lava Girl. And uh, <laughs> it actually starts off with um, the Mandalorian himself, um, Pedro Pascal. Uh, I, was re- I was really confused. I actually didn't know it was called We Can Be Heroes because everywhere that's been talking about this is just calling it Shark Boy and Lava Girl Return. So I was like, Chris, did you type the nope. notes wrong? I don't see that anywhere. But this is, this is very – this is strange because – Chris, I believe uh, if you do the math with our ages, I think we were just outside the window for this being nostalgic for us. Well, Sharkboy and Lava Girl, the first one. Yeah. 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 No, that came out um, the year I graduated high school in 2000. Yeah. So we uh, we have no nostalgia for this whatsoever. (laughs) Yes. Um Exactly, but it's Robert Rodriguez doing a superhero film. He got his he, he cut his teeth on on Spy Kids, so it's got that Spy Kids vibe um, with yeah. very bad. This is this is reminds me of like George Miller doing the the Babe movie and the the Penguin yeah, movie, yeah, right? Yeah. You know, Happy these people. really these really hardcore directors just looking for a nice paycheck and maybe something that their kids can watch. Yeah, exactly. And then um, they had what a Taylor Lautner before he did the Twilight stuff. Um, as the shark boy who is not returning in this as a shark man, I guess. Um, <laughs> but it's for kids. These kids have superpowers. You know, we, we've got a lot of adult superhero stuff lately. So this is very much a, a live action kid movie that Robert Rodriguez is, is coming yeah. to do. So it's not- this looks like a perfect fit for Netflix it- for the type of quality that they like to produce feature wise. Exactly. And I have no qualms. I don't think I'll watch it, but I have no qualms with them making it. I'm like, yeah, this makes sense. Yeah. I mean, Spy Kids is a little closer. I think that came out before Shark Boy and yeah, Lava Girl. Yeah, I think Girl. all three of so, them did before. Yeah, so Spy Kids, you know, that might be a little bit more retro. I'm a little closer to that, but yeah, these were never, never, ever, ever in my wheelhouse. But I, I do like how Danny Trejo was in, I think, one of the Spy Kids movies, yeah. and I, I like and follow Danny Trejo's career. So I think he was in There's all three of them as, like, the uncle. Um, yeah, I think so, right? I'm going to have to pull yeah. up here because, again, you know, it, it came out um, – there's like six of them now. Holy crap. But it was, uh, Alan Cummings who played Nightcrawler in X-Men two as a villain in one of them as well. Like mm-hmm. they had a bunch of people in it, but it was like, you know, when you think Robert Rodriguez, right. You think of like, uh, El Mariachi or, um, I think of blood and violence when I think yeah. of him, <laughs> but, but he's making these, these fun kid movies that are like kids have superpowers and then you don't have this, uh, little background to it. But I, I think it's fine. I think these are, uh, are Antonio Banderas and Carly Gugino as a, the, the parents so yeah this is fun stuff i don't think it's like they're serious stuff but like there is a there's a room for them um but yeah oh well we can be heroes uh, uh january 1st 2021 on netflix sign up with the kids uh that's it for the episode 300 mike we made it we, wow we did it we, 300 in the can yes we did and not that's not counting review people like is that count reviews we do not count reviews in these these are 300 news episodes um I think there's like 60 something reviews, which is, well, we're not going to count here, but like I yeah, div- divide by 50. We've been around here for about six years yeah, now <laughs> on, on the first of the year. We will have completed six full years starting our seventh. So it's, uh, it, it doesn't feel like that. I feel like we still started this like a year ago, <laughs> but we just got all this new equipment. We tested at the start of the episode. We've got a bunch of, bunch of stuff. I mean, like I said, we'll only stop doing this when they cancel superhero movies and TV shows. And uh, yeah. it sounds like they're still coming out. Yeah, this is a real fly-by-night operation over here, so uh, (laughs) stay tuned. Yeah, so people know what you're up to and what you're doing. What can they find you at? Well, they can find me at Mike Royer Design on Instagram and Twitter, and you can read my web comics at 
pickledcomics.com. Chris, if people want to catch up with you, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter, Valdan, V-A-L-D-A-N, or Instagram, Valdan87. Um, where you can do that, you can play some video games with me. Like I said, uh, Fortnite Nexus thing's coming out uh, next week, 4 o'clock. Be there, be square. Um, and then we'll also be doing, um, was it Spider-Man next week? So be ready for mm-hmm. that. Um, people know more about the show or reviews, all the other fun stuff. Where can they find those at? Oh, all you got to do is visit SuperheroSlate.com. That is the hub for the show for the last six years. If you want to find anything about our show, just go ahead on over to SuperheroSlate.com. You can get our show notes there. So uh, if you want to see everything that we talked about on this week's episode, if you want to watch that god-awful Justice League trailer for the second time where barely anything changes and uh, it's in a weird aspect ratio and I hate everything about it, you can find that in our show notes. But, you know, go to the show notes to see those Captain Marvel set photos or those... Miss yeah, Marvel. Captain Marvel. No, Miss Marvel. That's right. Uh, uh, those are really fun. You want to check those out. And you can also find us on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, and wherever else you love to listen to find podcasts like ours. Please like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, I don't know how to fleet, and I don't know if I will be fleeting on Twitter. So you don't have to worry about looking for that over on Twitter. <laughs> I'm just going to tweet like normal until things change. Uh, but you can get merch at SuperheroSlate.com slash store. We love it when you reach out uh, and let me know if I need to adjust my mic any further for the next 300 episodes moving forward. And I will do all of those adjustments live on quote unquote camera so you can uh, hear me change in real time. But really, we do love the feedback. Let us know what you're doing for the holidays. What are your holiday traditions? Uh, I'm sure we're going to be recommending our favorite uh, holiday movies uh, once we uh, surpass the Thanksgiving holiday and uh, because we love we love stuff like that. Uh, Krampus. I finally convinced my wife to watch uh, Krampus this year and she can't duck out of it. I'm holding her to it because she's a big scaredy baby, but I told her it's fun and she's not going to be too scared. So if you like watching Krampus like us, uh, please reach out and let us know. Um, yeah, you want to be a super fan of this show? Have you been listening? to? Uh, I'll go ahead and say, if you've yeah. listened to all 300 episodes, you don't have to do jack shit anymore. You're a super fan for life. Uh, you don't need to You don't need to keep sharing the show. You've done your due diligence. But if you're not a 300 completionist, 100% for the show, and you want to be a super fan of Superhero sh- Slate, just share the show with a friend. Share the show with a buddy. We will be here every week, obviously. We are very consistent, and I am officially out of caffeine, Chris. The episode it. is wrapped. I've I've exhausted my 240 milligrams that came from this uh, rock star. Yeah, it's uh, dinner time here myself. I'm going to go grab some of that and edit the show, and we'll see you guys next week. Have a happy Thanksgiving. All right. Bye, everybody. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe. I wish we had more good news for our 300 episode, <laughs> but you know what? We'll take it. I mean, like, there's some cool stuff in there. Yeah. I can complain about uh, Justice League for a while. <laughs>